everyone. Welcome back to the Catholic Talk Show. I'm Ryan Delacross. I'm here with Father Rich Pagano and Ryan Scheel. I'm happy to be here. How about happy you guys? Happy to be back. Love this place. Yeah, it's fun. We're here at Cast Media in Hollywood. Uh, excited about this to start our new show. Um, the topic today is the the five five just you know oddest. We're not we're Catholic. not putting a number on it, Ryan. Okay, we're just going to talk about odd saints. Gonna There's going to be a number of them. We're going to see how many we can get to in the course of the episode. Odd Catholic patron saints. The Catholic talk show. Here we go. <laughs> you know, um, the church has. I think if you look at the estimates, there's about twenty thousand saints that are known by name, and there's countless more saints that no one knows about, you know, who are, um, you know, maybe in a persecution or people that just led, led quiet lives that you never actually left any record of. Um, but in, in the church, there's, there's the tradition of asking specific saints for the intercession for specific causes. Um, like St. Jude lost cause. Right. Yeah. Yes, and or Saint um, Anthony for a lost item, or you know, I pray to Saint Anthony all the time for my preaching, because he was a renowned preacher, and huh. he was one of the golden tongue preachers of the history of the church, and also my my patron saint that where I was baptized, the patroness Saint Catherine of Alexandria is the patron of all preachers and philosophers. So I also turn to her a lot whenever I prepare for preaching. She's also the patron saint of uh, mechanics and mechanical items. Because of the wheel, she was she was martyred on a wheel. Can can I just ask a question? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sure. How, how does this like what uh, you know like how does somebody become a patron saint or something? Does it, someone just make it up? Well, a lot of times because you're saying mechanical items, and then is there one of handkerchiefs? I don't know. I hope so because I've got one in my back pocket <laughs> right here. God bless it. If there isn't yet, Father Rich, you got something to aspire to. Yes. <laughs> I will be the next patron saint <laughs> uh, of handkerchiefs, Saint Richard Pagano. <laughs> <laughs> Bless my handkerchief. Wow. That's something to live hey. up to. Yeah. No, I would be very proud. And we didn't even coordinate that. Mm-hmm. What happens is that either a saint exemplifies something in their life. Uh, right. You know, St. Sebastian, he's the patron saint of athletes because of the way he was martyred. He was shot with arrows, but he survived and was able to run back. And so his his stamina and his endurance is something that um, you know, athletes would look to emulate. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times you see association. Like that. Yeah. So something from their life um, is relevant to a particular cause or, or lifestyle. And they, you know, become associated with that and people pray for their intercession. So it's usually by popular acclaim. It's not really something that the Pope says, well, this saint is now the patron saint of gotcha. such and such, but people say, okay, this private is- devotion. Right or like yeah, yes and no. I mean, a lot of times, um, you know, like Saint Isidore, he was a farmer, and so he's the patron saint of farmers. And um, there's there's a lot of you know examples like that. Um, but what we're going to talk about today are ones that you know they're odd. They're they're pretty weird. They're f- odd, like. Like, really obscure, odd patron saints that you had no idea about. And there's not a number. We're just kind of... We don't, don't put a number on this. Don't put a number right. on oddity. So, you know, before we get started, I want to let everyone know, um, you can follow us and make sure you subscribe to us. It really helps us get the show to more people, helps the show to grow and helps us teach more people about, you know, odd Catholic uh, patron saints. Odd Catholic So patron. you can follow us on, you know, Stitcher, Spotify, 
CastBox, iTunes, YouTube, yep, any of the services get, that you like. Or if you go to CatholicTalkShow.com, there's links on there and you can follow us on there. So we really appreciate it if you do that. Thank you. Yeah. So let's get started, guys. I'm, I'm, intri- I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I'm right. excited. I'm excited. So, you know, it's pretty early in the morning here. And I, I think this is one that, you know, depending on what you guys did last night, who's listening, this is one that you might want to look out for. And that's uh, St. Bibiana. You know what she's the patron saint of? Uh, recovery after drinking. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she's the hangover saint. She's the patron saint of hangovers. God bless her. Yeah. And beber to drink, right? That's right. Yeah. That's, see, so, that's where it comes from. Because ah. her name sounds like the Latin word for to drink. Yeah. So naturally, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of a pun on her name. But eventually, she became the patron saint of people who are hungover. Hmm. Hmm. You would think it would be something like, you know, she was at the bar preaching or something like that. You know, I don't know. No, that's it. Just so she wasn't name. really a heavy drinker, St. <laughs> Bibiana. No, no, I don't, I don't think she was. Maybe but her mom, dad was or family. It's possible. Fa- yeah, it's possible. No, I really, I mean, her patronage comes from the similarity of her name to the Latin verb for to drink. Um, you know, it might seem like a weird thing to have that. You know, there's a patron saint for hangovers. It's like, you know, you Catholics, you guys are always getting hammered and us good uh, us good Protestants are, you know, teetotaling and drinking Concord grape juice. Um, but I think it's something that people need in their lives. Um, one of the things I, one of my favorite things about drinking is that it's one of the only sins that carries with it its own penance. And that's the hangover. And <laughs> um, and St. Bibian is there. Yeah. For you. That's right. Most definitely for you, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Along with some Advil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. St. Advil. St. Advil. And pickle juice. Pickle Pickle juice. juice. Gross. I've never done it personally, but that's apparently a remedy. I've just heard about it. (laughs) I know nothing of these things. (laughs) One night me and Ryan went out drinking. We were somewhere in Texas, and we were drinking shots of some kind of whiskey. I think it was like Jack Daniels and pickle juice shots. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was oh, that weird. Is a thing. Dude, that was I think it's Jameson and pickle yeah. juice. Is that, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Jameson and pickle juice. It was not good. Just sounds disgusting. I tried it. Yeah, I'm over too. it. It was just like the hangover. And you'll never return to it. The, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's kind of like the, the poor man's Red Bull and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so St. Bibiana, that's one that uh, I think... Uh, it's odd. Yeah, it's odd, but I think it's one that's needed, you know, especially in this room. Well, St. Bibiana, pray for us. Ora pro nobis. Ora pro nobis. Number two. Number two. <laughs> number two. Do number not two. Put numbers Don't on put it. numbers on this, Ryan. <laughs> so here, here's a weird one, right? Uh, you guys ever play cards? You guys play poker or anything? Yep. Oh, yeah. Now, did you know there's a Catholic patron saint? Not of card players. I'm sure there is. I didn't look that up, though. There's a Catholic patron, Catholic patron saint of card manufacturers. Hmm. Why would we need something like that? That is strange. So do you know who that is? Who? It's one of the wise men. <laughs> <laughs> My mind okay. is blown right now. Uh, now I'm yeah. trying to make the uh, association. Is, look, it's, it's super it's strange. It's Manufacturers. <laughs> now, from the Eastern Saint. Orient. <laughs> That's kind of actually kind of where it comes oh, from. Gosh. Now, if you're Catholic, you know that our religion is pretty strange. And if you're not Catholic and you're listening, you our know, religion is you, pretty strange. It's pretty strange, <laughs> but uh, you couldn't make it up. That's, you know. So St. Balthazar, one of the three mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. wise men. 
And the reason is, is because in tradition, the wise men were considered to come from the three uh, areas. Uh, one was coming from Africa, one was coming from Persia, and one was coming from Arabia. And they were basically descending on the newborn Jesus. So traditionally, Balthazar was considered to have come from Egypt. Now, in, I don't know, about the 1600s, 1700s, the, the, the biggest purveyor of kind of like card tricks and, you know, um, I don't know, playing cards were gypsies. Yep. Right? So the traveling shows, they'd come and do card tricks and magic tricks with cards. So gypsies were considered wrongly to have come from Egypt. That's where the name gypsy comes from. It's from Egypt. It's a shortening of that. But they didn't actually come from Egypt. Um, but because Balthazar, St. Balthazar, came from Egypt traditionally, and gypsies did, they're like, playing cards, Egypt, Balthazar, boom. There you go. <laughs> That's the connection? That's the connection. It's okay. pretty tenuous, but wow. I'm sure there's maybe some guy who's like making playing cards in Rome. He's like, hey, you know, could we get a patron saint here? I mean, you guys, everyone else has got one. You know, what do you got for me? And they're like, well... Gypsies, Egypt, Balthazar. There you go. My work, my work here is done. I'm out. A couple of my friends from the seminary were magicians. Freddie Yara from the Archdiocese of Miami is now a priest there. And Mark Gobio, who discerned out. I don't know if you knew Mark Gobio at all because he was he kind of overlapped your time. I did. And Mark is oh, phenomenal. Oh, he's amazing. Amazing. Phenomenal yeah. magician. So shout out to Mark Gobio. But I've got to say, his patron was St. John Bosco. Because Don Bosco used to use card tricks to evangelize and to catechize the kids that he worked with. Was he a gypsy? <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't think he was. No, I don't think he was either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, you want to see magic trick? <laughs> uh, remember that movie Big with Tom Hanks? Oh, I love Zoltar. that movie. Zoltar. Zoltar. Yeah, the Zoltar machine. The Zoltar. It wasn't Balthazar. I thought it was Balthazar. I was looking for it. Allegedly, allegedly. our researchers just came back with, oh, what? Oh, never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Fake news. I should have said, hey, somebody from inside the studio just sent me. Never mind. Never mind. Can't talk about that. You are fake news. (laughs) (laughs) There was in Thermopolis, it's allegedly the largest mineral hot spring in the country in Wyoming. And we went into this really, me and my cousin went into this really tiny diner and they converted the Zoltar machine and changed out the the guy with this bear. And it was like this wise bear from Wyoming. <laughs> Did you guys see the um, fortune telling machine as we were walking in here today? No, no I didn't. It's right by where we're staying. You walk down the street and there's just one in the middle oh, of the street. Yeah, yeah that's, that guy's, that's that guy's apartment. And he's got all the Halloween stuff sitting out. Balthazar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's from Egypt. I'm not sure. <laughs> he looked Egyptian. And he was playing with cards. He did. He was. Must be him. Maybe it was a vision. (laughs) We just walked right past him. That's pretty prophetic. I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was just waiting there for us. Hmm. So forget those fortune tellers and those soothsayers, though. (laughs) Soothsayers. Sooth. Sooth. What a word. Soothsayer. Sooth. I don't believe in that (laughs) stuff, man. You know, there's actually a fortune teller in the Bible. Mm -hmm. The Witch of Endor. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's another episode, but, you know, go look her up. Yeah. So, all right, here's another one. Now, I'm looking around this room, and uh, I don't think any of us really get too acquainted with the razor too often. We've all got beards, right? So do you know who 
Do you know who the patron saint of, well, one of them, the patron saint of beards is? His name has to be like Barbarus or something like that. It's Bar- not Gillette. It's <laughs> Saint Gillette. <laughs> now, you couldn't, is it close? You couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. It's not his name. Her, her name. It was a bearded, Oh, my gosh. It was a bearded woman? <laughs> yes. A bearded lady. No way. Yes. The bearded lady? St. Wigglefortis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, yes. You're joking. St. Wigglefortis. Would I make this up? How, how do you spell it? I'm thinking like <laughs> Lord of the Rings type of, you know, Gimli no, yeah. beard. So, so Wigglefortis was, um, she's a Christian, she's devout, and she's a virgin. And as part of the persecution, they were they were going to rape her and kill her. Oh, God bless. And um, she prayed to God that her virginity would be protected mm-hmm. uh, during this assault. And um, she sprouted a beard. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and, 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 and <laughs> That's awesome. And then, the, you know, her assaulters were like, no, no, thanks. I mean... <laughs> They were so freaked out. Number one, number one, it's a woman with a beard, and then she just grew it instantaneously. <laughs> and they're like, so they only killed her. Oh, God bless. So she's a martyr. She's, she's a martyr. She is. Yeah. Wow. Now, one of the weird. What an incredible story that is. There's a picture of her on Let a cross. Let me see this story. On a cross Let me see this right picture. with a beard. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. You're we right. need to put that up on our Facebook page. You're so check fa- check out the Facebook page to see this picture. Yeah, you're not fake news, Ryan Shield. Not, you're not yeah. fake news. Wow. Do you know, I actually, this was probably about three years ago. The whole, you know, prior to me trying to grow out this beard, I always had difficulty. It was always patchy and stuff. And so you and got beard tonic. Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> if I would have known who to pray for, pray to. <laughs> I had, I had the, this one night I was just really disturbed and just tormented. I really couldn't sleep. Over your beard? <laughs> Over the fact that I had a patchy beard. It's like my manhood is questionable, you know? Like, and, I, and I literally, like, I'm, I'm tormented, I'm praying, I'm praying, and I have this image of St. Joseph hit me, like, hard. And I was blown away by this image of the bearded St. Joseph. And when I looked at his beard, his beard comforted me. As, as crazy as that sounds... But it was just, it comforted me and it just gave me like a really strong motivation and inspiration. I want to try to grow out my beard again. And it finally came in nice and full. So now, you know, I attribute my beard to St. Joseph. Your beardedness? My beardedness. Oh, your beardedness. May I address thee? I think I need to have an encounter. Yeah, you need to, you need to talk to... (laughs) You need to talk to the saint bearded lady. Uh, no, I'll just get a little milk point on his face, have a kit and lick that stuff off. <laughs> oh, God bless her. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So God bless her. Here's another one. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 all laughy and jokey, right? So do you know who the patron saint of comedians is? And joke tellers. I thought John Paul II was pretty, pretty funny. He'd be a great patron for that. I mean, he had a wonderful sense of humor, but I know it was definitely I mean, joking him. Joking has been around for, you know, See, 2,000 yeah, years. Probably before, before JP2. Yeah. St. Jerome. No before, <laughs> no, before JP2, no one laughed. It was all it was very St. Serious. Peter, the first pope, yes. foot and mouth syndrome. One of my favorite things about St. Peter is um, during the transfiguration, there's, uh, you know, he sees Christ in his full glory and, and you know, Moses and and... And his first impulse is like, do, do you want us to build you a tent? 
Like, <laughs> how, how is that the first thing that comes to your mind? <laughs> there are so many moments, right? Like throughout the life of St. Peter, there's the scriptures. So, there's so many moments where we fail as Christians. So true. And, and, and he just gives me great hope. <laughs> you know, Peter does. And that he was selected. Yeah. You know, the the ones who shepherd yeah. the yeah. apostles. You yeah, know? He, I mean, Far he, from a high-powered executive. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't the smartest. He wasn't the most beloved. He wasn't, you know, the most educated. He wasn't any. He wasn't the most of anything. And he, he was still, chosen. And he was chosen. That's what humbles me, guys, in all honesty. Like, I am so blown away. Just this past weekend, I was celebrating Mass, and I was in the sanctuary, and I was announcing the gospel and then proclaiming it. And I just had this overwhelming feeling like, God, how did you call me to this? Like, I'm just so humbled by it because I'm definitely not equipped to it, <laughs> to do it, you know? Yeah. And and I feel so unworthy and God is, has called me and I, I'm just so touched by that. And he's just been leading me like a little child, step after he, step. And he has a plan for you. I would have never imagined being here. That's for sure. Well, with you two knuckleheads. He, well, no, it's not. This is this is a uh, you know a segue on the journey to you becoming the patron saint of handkerchiefs. <laughs> <laughs> this God is, bless you. This is how we start the cause. See, I just after every yeah. sneeze, I have to say God bless you, and that becomes a thing. Yeah, in a thousand know. years. Did like, you start that? I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's the gold. No, I started no. that. It's the gold. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is because he was chosen, mm. he was able to live up to what God wanted from him being the... What is that saying? <laughs> God called that. What? I got you. Guys, help me out. Dude, I got I you, know. man. I got you. He's helping me. He, he quit looking at me like I'm dumb. <laughs> oh, no, I'm looking at you Do like not you're judge William your brother. Shatner. You're like, he was. <laughs> he there was, but he was chosen. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you need a prayer to uh, St. Uh, Chrysostom right now. Get a little bit of gold golden tongue. tongue. Yeah. Golden tongue. The, it's flowing. But God equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped, right? That, that's, that's what I meant. That's what that was getting at. Getting at. But it wasn't as dancey. No, hey, yeah. You got to dance with it, right? Yeah. Shatner. Hey, Shatner. Shatner. Definitely. He, he was. Thank you. He the patron saint of. <laughs> so anyway, back to comedians and the patron saint. Mm -hmm. St. Genesius of Rome. Oh, Genesius I thought it was Peter. I thought it was Peter. No, oh. Saint Genesius of Rome. That's right. So Genesius. He, Genesius. he was a he was a Roman and he was a pagan, mm -hmm. and he was actually a propagandist against Christianity, and he was doing plays and like you know stage performances, mm -hmm. mocking Christians and and just like you know putting on a traveling show and the Romans are like ha 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 it's so great these Christians are you know really stupid and whatever. You know, he was clowning on him, right? Uh, so then one day he's giving the performance um, in front of the emperor, Diocletian, who was, you know, like the biggest persecutor. And while he's giving it, this performance, he sees in the sky a vision of angels. And they open a book, and in the book was a list of every one of his sins. And he was so put in his place that he's sitting here mocking people who are trying to live as pure as possible and he was confronted with his own sins and he converted on the spot. The emperor wasn't happy. The emperor was like, dude, I came here to laugh, not to see you kind of, I came here to laugh at Christians, not to see you become one. And then he, he um, ordered him to renounce and recant and he didn't. So he was, um, he was beheaded. Hmm. Another martyr. Yeah. He, he was a, 
a comedian. He was. No, yeah. he was literally a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Saint Genesius. Yeah. What an amazing story. Yeah. You just like saying that. Genesius. It's like the eighth time like you said it. Genesius. Genesius. Fun. Well, I think, you know, like Genesis, but it's Genesius. <laughs> I like it. Hey, your son's coming around. You know, he's going to be born here in a little while. Genesius. Yeah. I know we talked about Dominic. Well, you can call him Genesius and call him Gino for short. Gino. Gino. And the gene. He's got good genes. Amber Gino. It works. We're working on it. She's she's very pregnant. Very pregnant. Well, doesn't get much more pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, here's a good one for you. You know who the patron saint of bachelors is? Bachelors? Yeah. I'm not technically a bachelor. No? I think my bishop would be very upset if I was living the bachelor life. Is there a distinction? I think there is. Maybe a, the context of... I think maybe our modern understanding yeah, modern of, understanding bachelor of bachelor. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, you're not out, you know, tearing it up. So, so what do we mean, just to clarify to the listeners, what does Un, bachelor uh, mean? I think the unmarried and un, unvowed. Mm-hmm. Single, unvowed. Unvowed, unmarried mm-hmm. single men. Okay. So do you know what it is? No. St. Christopher. Same, same patron saint of traveling, but really? St. Christopher. So... Do you know, the reason why is, you know, he had his famous vision of carrying Christ across the river mm-hmm. and he was a soldier and he converted after that. And the the ruler, the king was not very happy that his, you know, his big giant soldier had converted, you know. So he was trying to entice him to convert back. And what he was doing, it was sending women to him. They were sending, he, the king was sending him women trying to tempt him to kind of, you know, go back on his ways and 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 be with these women. Yeah. And he was, um, he he refused them. You know, he, he was sending women. He's like sending them back. And then finally, the king had him beheaded. Mm. Wow, loss of a good soldier. That's right. Mm. That yeah. happened to Saint Thomas Aquinas too. That, oh yeah, yeah. He's, you know, there's a lot of saints that are tempted by mm-hmm. that. There's a one of my favorite paintings is the Temptation of Saint Hilarion. And it's a, he was an ascetic monk living in Egypt, I think, by Balthazar probably. And uh, there's this painting, um, and he's in there and he's praying, and there's just all kinds of temptations and women and wine and moonlight. It's it's really cool painting, but uh, same yeah you know, same kind of concept that uh, I think Padre Pio had that where you know they would be tempted with you know vision of lust, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. St. Francis. That was one of my favorite movies of, of St. Francis where he built, you know, the... the it's f- not brother, son, sister. Movie, no, so. it's not that one. It's not that one. But it's the one where he buried himself in the snow naked because he had a temptation in the flesh. And then he built a family, you know, a, a wife and a child out of snow. <laughs> You know, naked there in the, in the you know. Patron saint of snowmen. Wait, the, <laughs> where, did, where the snowmen Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> wow. Sorry. That's totally random, but Ryan does that to me. Buried himself naked in the snow and made him a snow family. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good article, Ryan. That does. You should write that. I'm going to. <laughs> Thanks. I'm taking that one. <laughs> it's another arrow in the quiver. <laughs> so here, here's a pretty random one. Um. You know who the patron saint of beekeepers is? Oh, I did come across that at one point. I don't remember now. I'm fascinated by bees. I love them. I'm not. You're not <laughs> at all? 
I, I was down, I was in Tecate, Mexico with this great religious order, the Trinitarians of Mary. Young ladies, if you're thinking about joining a religious community, take a look at them. They're just awesome, very contemplative, perpetual adoration. And they have a beautiful activity among the poor as well. And I was down at the mother house. We were adoring the Blessed Sacrament. We came out and there was a huge fountain of, you know, water. And I, I went next to it and there were thousands of bees all over it. And I just went up to the bees and I was just kind of hanging out. I was watching them going up and drinking water from this fountain. And it was absolutely fascinating. But everybody I was with, like Robert Burner and a mm -hmm. bunch of the guys from the MPG and the families, and they were like, oh my gosh, Father Rich, you're going to get stung. Get away from there. I'm like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. Haven't I'm you ever seen like what, My Girl or whatever it was? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> confession. Oh no. Confession. Oh no. I was like in seventh grade. This is an embarrassing moment of my life. Let's turn the lights down. <laughs> I might get emotional right now. Uh, so, dude, five bucks, he cries. <laughs> I cry at everything, dude. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm sitting Indian style in my bedroom watching my girl for the very first time, like sixth or seventh grade. Indian style. Indian style. style. That's what we used to do back in the day. We didn't have like bean bags or anything like that. True. So I'm sitting there watching the movie, and it's right when he starts getting stung by all of those bees. And dude, I lose it, man. I'm bawling, crying, like snots coming out of my nose. And my sister busts into my room and she's like, are you crying? And then she starts laughing at me. I'm like, get out of my room. Oh, it was so embarrassing, dude. And she told people and oh, it was scarring. Great movie, but sad. Oh, I'm just That's where my affection for bees started coming. It's like, look, I'm going to love you. Don't sting me, all right? We've got a little pat. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna randomly have that scene on when he like when we're staying together. He's gonna walk in the room. And <laughs> show it to him. What was the last movie you cried at? Last movie I cried at. Hmm. Just oh, just last night, man. What movie was I'll last night, dude? You do cry. All I, I do. I cry, man. I I don't know what it is. I, when I get touched, my heart like I, I I just I get moved and I and I cry. Um. This movie was awesome, 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 awesome. Let's see if I can get my downloads up. The Free State of Jones. Have you watched that? I, I've heard about that. I haven't seen it, though. It's like 19th century, Civil War, deserters, mm -hmm. and incredible movie, man. And I was on the plane. I was on the plane. We were descending in this incredible wind, and we were getting bounced around. And I was sitting there just weeping. It was a moving. Was this about, like, free, freed African-Americans and... Like creating their own community. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't want to give away too much. Please watch the movie. Spoilers. It's worth it's worthwhile. I don't want to give a spoiler for this, but it's it's just so impactful because it just communicates the movement of Lincoln in such a beautiful way, but also just the the spirit of man seeking liberty and and seeking equality. And the, those civil rights are still in process for many people that are disenfranchised or the outskirts or the periphery, as Pope Francis uh, constantly calls to mind. These people are out there and, and we need to live more equitably and live in that sense of justice and in communion with one another from our welfare, not building up our own kingdoms, but sharing from the welfare that comes from God. And this movie really captures it in a beautiful way. And it shows that spirit that, that strives after everything for liberty. And it's, it's touching. So that was the last time I cried. Ryan, your turn. I thought we were talking about patron saints. No, I want to know. I, I don't want to be the only person that cries. Who's the patron saint of tears? 
<laughs> you um, need to say, I mean, I can't be the only one. I think that's going to be an ancillary to your patronage that the reason for the handkerchief is because you cried so much. Ooh, I like that. There you go. I like we're, that. You know, we're building your whole uh, hagiography as we <laughs> talk today. <laughs> Last movie I cried at was Toy Story 3. Oh, yeah. When the, when the kid, Andy, has to give away all of his toys and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. That was pretty moving. Yes, yeah. I'm like, end of childhood thing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Rite of passage. Yep. Yeah. What yeah. you? I can't remember. Uh, I do dead cry inside, a lot. Delacross. You dead inside. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I got all these kids and they're- <laughs> You've got no heart, Delacross. I, I don't watch a lot of movies anymore, you know? Last I time, mean, yeah. Yeah, last time I, I cried in a movie, I couldn't even tell you. I'm sorry. Hmm. I got nothing. Let me think about got it. Got nothing. All right, so let's go back to bees and Macaulay Culkin yes. getting stung to death. <laughs> so remember, are you- I just shared a lot, guys. Yeah, I know. Opening up. Here. Come here. No. <laughs> you have no heart. I'm not holding your hand, Ryan. You don't cry during movies. I'm not touching you. I don't trust anyone who cried in movies. <laughs> so anyway, you remember how you were saying that you were down there and the bees were hanging out and they yeah. weren't stinging you? And yeah. So uh, St. Ambrose, when he was an infant, um, a bunch of bees landed on his face and none of them stung him and his parents are freaking out and they're like, oh no, right? But they flew away without hurting him. And they left one drop of honey on his mouth. Oh, wow. And his father took it as a sign that he would grow up to be you know, eloquent and mellifluous, right? And sure enough, he was one of the greatest preachers. He's like the honey-tongued, right? So that's why where his patronage of beekeepers and bees comes from. Hmm. That makes sense. St. Ambrose. Yeah. Pray Which, for us. Yeah, we need him pray Ambrose, for us. Ambrose, uh, he was... The bishop that baptized St. Augustine. Yeah, and converted yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. It was his convicted preaching that captivated yeah. Augustine's mind. That, and that sweet dripping honey. Yeah. You like that honey, man. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then St. Augustine was a really good preacher, too. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Great philosopher. That book, right. The Confessions, mm -hmm. from St. Augustine, is beautiful. Outstanding book. Yeah. Our hearts are restless until, until they, they rest, rest in you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so, man. What else you got? So here's one that I, I can't imagine anyone would consider that there's a patron saint needed for this category of person. But do you know there's a patron saint of murderers? What does that even mean? Yeah, that's kind of shocking. Well, I mean. Like maybe like. Repentant murderers. Repentant murderers. But yeah. I mean. Alessandro, he, he repented. Saint Paul? No. How about that? I thought his, I think Alessandro's cause of canonization, the guy who martyred St. Maria Goretti. Is open. but Is open, but it never went anywhere. I don't think so. But he's, a you know, clearly a repented murderer. Right. Yeah. And rapist. I mean, it's. Uh, I think there's a lot of saints that have murdered people, yeah. especially in the Roman Empire. Yeah, it's just, it's just a big murder fest back then. Yeah, I mean, look they at Mo you know, fun, Moses, St. Paul, you know. I mean, yeah, it's Paul. all. I don't know if St. Paul actually himself murdered anyone There's, as so much as he instigated. They attributed, yeah. He they, instigated yeah. or Oversaw. was there during that. Mm -hmm. yeah. He was complicit. Yeah. But the patron saint of uh, murderers is St. Julian. Now, here's, here's how it happened. So St. Julian owned an inn. He was is like, this St. Julian of Norwich or St. Julian? The uh, ho the hospitalier. Oh, okay. So he was, um, he owned an inn, right? So travelers were coming back and forth. Mm -hmm. And um, his wife was out at mass one morning and he didn't go. 
And he had just gotten up and he, he goes up to the bedroom and he sees two people in bed. So he thinks his wife's cheating on him. So he flies into a rage and kills both of the people through the, through the blankets, stabbed him through the blankets and killed him. Pulled the blankets back. It was his parents. They had come late at night without, you know, the servants announcing it and they went to bed and he killed his own parents thinking oh. that his wife was cheating on him. Oh, that would be awful. Yeah. Lord have mercy. So that would be awful. And that was before his conversion or but he was a Christian, but you know, obviously he was, you know, working things out. I don't think he was perfect yet, but he killed his parents. So then after that, he spent the rest of his life um doing acts of charity and then providing for travelers and being a good host and you know, poor, sick, um, you know, uh, travelers and um pilgrims, he would provide care for them. Yeah. What a that's amazing. cool. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Hmm. That's tragic. That is very tragic. Yeah. Wow. Not good. I've come across pastoral situations that are pretty jarring and shocking, but that takes the cake. I mean, that's never come across my desk. No, I can't imagine that. (sighs) It happens. They don't have innkeepers anymore, though, Father Rich. (laughs) I don't see that coming in the near future. There's innkeepers. They just, you know, they're called Airbnb people now, you know? It's kind of the same thing. Airbnb keepers. Airbnb keepers, right? <laughs> All right. So here's 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 another one, kind of random. Uh, patron saint of fireworks, Saint Barbara. I went to a concert with a bunch of my buddies, and we had fireworks for uh, I don't know why. And uh, we were sitting on a picnic bench, and uh, I decided to put a little like, you know, little small firecracker in my friend's back pocket, and I lit it. And we're sitting there, and we're watching it about to explode, and it's in his back pocket. And I thought it was just gonna be like you know, a little pop. And it, we're like waiting for it to go off. And then it, boom, blows a hole right through the back of his <laughs> pants. His, his his ass is hanging out. I mean, the whole back of his pants got exploded off. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever used Roman candles? Yeah. 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 I used to shoot them at each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. At the beach for 4th of July. But the first time that I had one in my hand, I thought it shot off the stick. <laughs> so it was out of my buddy's car and I was aiming it at the car, but we were going surfing and I'm holding it and the thing explodes in my hand. I've got a black hand. I couldn't hear out of my ear. What? And then we went into the ocean. It was like stinging like crazy. Oh, that's, that, Roman that's candle, dude. That's a joke though. There's that, you know. Be careful, up. kids. Yeah. So Saint Barbara, patron saint of fireworks. So she was the she was the daughter of a rich pagan, right? And he had her locked up because he wanted to protect her from the outside world until he eventually married her off. But the the father found out she converted to Catholicism, so he uh, his daughter converted Barbara. So he beheaded her himself mm-hmm. because he didn't want he didn't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So as he was leaving, he was um, struck by lightning and wow. killed the father. Mm. So because of that, initially she was invoked as the patron, patroness of uh, thunderstorms and then accidental deaths. But um, when gunpowder was invented, they, they kind of took that story and extrapolated it to kind of a... Um, bang. Bang, bang, yeah. <laughs> so, bang, 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 bang. And, and at the time when people were working with, um, you know, fireworks and gunpowder, it was really dangerous. This was like the early days of it. And it was, I mean people got killed a lot. So that was actually a patroness that was used, um, prayed to a lot during that time. Do you have dates, dates on that, Saint? Uh, I don't. I think Matteo Ricci, 
in his book, The Memory Palace of Matteo Ricci. If you have never read this book, it is absolutely fascinating. The Memory Palace of Matteo Ricci. He talks about his, he's a Jesuit, and he went to evangelize, evangelize the Far East. And it was his experience of the Asian populations where he was serving that their use of gunpowder was used for fireworks. And this was a first time experience for him. And it was very, it was very striking, you mm. know, like, so I was thinking maybe Matteo Ricci would have his uh, fingertips no. in there, but yeah, he did like you, but then they got <laughs> burned, off. <laughs> burned off. Yeah. Black finger, Matteo Ricci. So now a lot of you are probably watching this on YouTube. Hi. Hello. Hit the subscribe button. This is another reminder. Well, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. You do it? Did you do it? Done? All right, okay, subscribe. Okay, great. Good job, guys. So the patron saint of TV and videos um, is someone who wasn't alive, you know, hundreds of years before videos, and that is St. Clair of Assisi. Hmm. Wonder why, St. Clair of Assisi. That's right. So when she was nearing death, um, she was she couldn't get out of bed. And it was Christmas Eve, and all she wanted to do was to be able to go to Mass, but she was too sick. So the other sisters went off to Mass and left her in bed. And, and she prayed really hard to be able to go to Mass, but yes. she couldn't. So what happened is uh, she said a prayer, said, See, Lord, I am left here alone with you. And at that moment, on the wall, she saw a vision of the Mass being said. And it was like being telecast onto her wall miraculously. And so she became the patron saint of TV and television and video. She was declared that by uh, Pius XII. Hmm. That is fabulous. I do remember I that no story. Idea. Yeah, I remember <clears throat> that. I actually visited and prayed where she died in that upper room there in Assisi. And very moving experience. Was, was the TV still on? The TV was not still on, <laughs> no. It was very quiet, very silent. Was it like a projector? It, or yeah, what? well, I don't think, I don't, it was miraculous. <clears throat> I, mean, so it, it, I mean, nobody can like say, it was. It had to be like, look like a projection or something on the wall. Right, right yeah. Yeah. Father Rich was there and it was my girl projected on the wall. He's <laughs> he crying. crying. Yeah. Everybody thought I was, you know, weeping for this very, you know, this spiritual moment. But no, I was just watching my girl again. <laughs> A vision of my girl. St. Gene Genesius and St. Ambrose were up to just cracking up. <laughs> oh, we got him again. <laughs> oh, Old patron saint of handkerchiefs. <laughs> He's we'll going for it. Him. He's going for it. Look, everywhere he goes, he just cries. <laughs> <laughs> He's going for that handkerchief. <laughs> Where's my handkerchief? <laughs> Give me my handkerchief. How you doing? I'm Father Richard. <laughs> cue, cue, cue the bees. Cue the bees. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be talking about hankies so much. Oh. I would have ironed it. Oh, my gosh. This is well-used hanky. That's it. Shout out to my grandfather who taught me how to be a, gentleman. a gentleman. That's right. With a hanky. All right. I think we got time for one more good patron. Oh, I love. Give us, give us a really good one. This one is perfect. This one is exactly what the saint that we in this room need. Sanity or? Saint Drogo. Oh, Drogo. The patron saint of ugly people. <laughs> <laughs> Please oh pray God. for us. St. <laughs> Drogo. Jeez. Take away Dude, the beating of the ugly stick. What can you do with this? <laughs> oh. It's not a lot Just to work cry. with. Just cry. We definitely need some miraculous assistance. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're in Hollywood and it's a land of beautiful people, but... We don't fit in. <laughs> not, not everyone's beautiful, and that, that's okay, you know. But I think a lot of people carry with them a lot of 
a lot of anguish, especially in today's world, about appearances. But Say Drogo was he was he was born to a rich family, but his um, his mother died giving birth to him, and he didn't know that until he was about six or seven. And when he found out, he he found out that he his mother had died during childbirth, and he had extreme guilt over this. And then his father died before he turned eighteen, so he had this. Uh, just an immense amount of guilt and no parents. He took his inheritance and gave it away and decided to become a pilgrim to do penance for having taken his mother out of the world. So he was, he was pilgriming, you know, going on pilgrimages back and forth to Rome from Flanders, which is modern day Belgium. And on one of these trips, he caught a disease and it, it messed him up. I mean, it left him disfigured, uh, scars, misshapen, his, um, intestines were kind of on the outside. Oh, man. He was a mess, right? Wow. Sounded like leprosy until you said his intestines were out of the body. Yeah, no, I think God went to the pain with him. Mm -hmm. You know, not to the death, but to the pain. (laughs) It's like, yeah. So he was, he was a donked up looking guy, right? And he would go into village and he's very holy, but kids would be terrified of him. They're like, oh, yeah, right? So finally he went into a village and they took pity on him. They recognized his sanctity, but didn't want to look at him. So they built him a small monastic cell behind the church. And he spent the rest of his life for 40 years living in this monastic cell, just being uh, ugly and praying. But they loved him. So he spent the last 40 years being ugly and praying. Of, hunchback right. of Notre Dame. Well said, Ryan. Life goals. <laughs> He was just being ugly and praying. That's right. No eating or anything. Nope. Just okay. <laughs> he survived in sheer ugliness and prayer. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. So what happens after the forty years? So uh, once the church built down, uh, I'm sorry, burnt. church burnt down, built down. That's right. It's impossible. <laughs> I know. Saint Ambrose. Well, it could be built down. Saint Ambrose instead of built here. up. So anyway, so the church burnt down and everything collapsed on, and it collapsed backwards onto his cell. And they're like, Oh, St. Drogo's, he's, you know, <laughs> he's not there anymore. He's not there. So they go and they clear the ruins and he's still in there, still in his cell, just hanging out, praying and being ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. And he, he, so he, and they rebuilt the church, uh, rebuilt the um, cell a little bit nicer for him because there was damage, but yeah, that was it. He spent the rest of his life, um, you know, praying and, wow. you know, but. That it, must it, have it, happened when he was young. If yeah. he spent 40 years. You know, yeah, it was, he was like 18. Oh man. So, you know, but him, his, his ugliness was not, um, it, it was not a societal standard. He had disfigurement. Yeah. And, and that's, I think a very, there, there's a lot of people who are injured, um, who have disfigurements and, and they need a patron yeah. saint like this, but there's also people carrying around so much angst and so much dissatisfaction with their looks because our culture places so much importance on physical appearance. Right. I mean, we're here in Hollywood and that's kind of the very center of it. And it's a pretty sad state of affairs. And I think that the example of St. Drogo is that he led such a beautiful life, even though he was kind of shunned and reviled, people still loved him. And he still talked about to this day when there's people probably around him who were physically beautiful, but no one remembers. But Tim, you know, a thousand years later is still remembered. 
And yeah. people were captivated by his beauty. By his beauty. Because there's nothing more beautiful than that inner beauty, the beauty of spirit, the beauty of heart. Right. And I think of the gospel passage where Jesus is with the Pharisees and he doesn't go through the ceremonial washing of his hands and he sits down at table and the Pharisees are criticizing him. Like you didn't go through the ceremonial washing of the outward body of Christ, yeah. you know, like he, he was outside, he was sweaty, you know, dirty maybe in his hands. Mm-hmm. But the inner purity of God in Jesus Christ, there is nothing that could be compared to that inner beauty, that inner purity. And I love Jesus's response. Oh, you Pharisees, although you clean, clean the outside of the cup and the dish, inside you are filled with plunder and evil. You fools, do not the maker of the outside also make the inside? But as to what is within, give alms and behold, everything will be clean for you. You know, when we are cleansed from the inside by the sanctity and the sanctifying grace of Christ in our lives, that inner beauty comes out. And I could only imagine the people that were captivated by St. Drogo that, that sense of, wow, what a beautiful person mm-hmm. and people being drawn to him. And I'm, I'm sure all of us have had that experience. Yeah, I'm sure immediately they felt natural repulsion. And that's just, yeah. I think, an innate uh, in reaction that, yeah. from humans. But when they saw his life, they were able to see past these disfigurements. And he was there for 40 years. Right. So they yeah. got to know him. Right. The community did. Um, so I think that's the inner beauty that begins to shine through you know, and the mm-hmm. dignity of each and every human person created in the image and likeness of God is made unrepeatable and unique. And the characteristics of soul that is out there in personality, we sometimes cover it up with all of the things on the exterior. And I want to be approved. I want to belong. So I'm going to change how I look or how I appear or the style of clothes that I wear. I used to wear these humongous baggy pants back in the day, like 38s and Velour. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those? Velour jumpsuit. <laughs> and my buffalino boots and like these oversized shirts. And... And, you know, like, thank God I grew out of that age, but now I grew into them. So I'm wearing the same size pants now that I did back then, but I shouldn't have, you know. But um, no, I mean, it, it's true. We, we kind of, you know, manipulate the outside so that we can get that approval from people. But inside we're withering away. When we can rest in the approval and the belonging that we get in our prayer life from God and with the saints and the faithful, man, when we start showing our true self, what God reconciles within us, man, that is what we need in the world. We need you to live out your true self and realize how beautifully you are made. Amen. I was talking to the viewers and the listeners, not to you, Ryan. Yeah, Yeah, it felt pretty like, now you, you're extraordinarily unattractive, so you need to live out this (laughs) inner beauty. Like, (laughs) You need to pray to St. Drogo, bro. You need to pray and be ugly, all right? (laughs) For 40 years. For 40 years. <laughs> Just go pray and be ugly with your handkerchief crying. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. All right. So we're wrapping this episode up. Yeah. I mean, look, we can go on for hours talking about patron saints and the obscure ones. And maybe we'll do another episode again on this and find some more. Yeah. But, you know, those are 
you know, those are just some of the weird patron saints that are out odd. there. Odd. Yeah. And I know you odd, probably odd, really odd. wanted to hear about all these odd saints, but in truth, you probably just want my head chopped off in the Inquisition. And I know that that's coming. It is coming. Oh, so, f- yeah. kind of a little intimidated. You know, I was just on a, He's in a dating you right yeah, now. I, I kind of want it. Oh, no. Oh, oh, there's handwritten notes in the Inquisition. Notes. You're going down. Oh, Lord. I was just in a dunking booth with all these. There was like 300 kids and they were all like screaming, dunk him. I just all like, off with his head. You know, <laughs> like, isn't there anybody out there that just is like worried about it? There were like three kids. Did you Father get- Rich, we don't want you to get dunked. <laughs> did you get dunked? You're my fr- I did. I got dunked. Like I was in there for an hour and a half. In the water or out in the dunking day? <laughs> you got dunked once and they're like, guys, an hour and a half later, you're still just floating around. This one kid out of six balls, uh, Michelle Harms' son, just sunk me five out of six times. I'm like, this kid, we need to sign him up, man. Contract. All right, Ryan, you ready for it? Go, let's go. All right, so this is the Inquisition where we ask Father Rich an impossible and or stupid question to see how he responds and test his priest chops. You ready? Remember how limited I am, guys. Pray for me. It's all right. Here we go. You've done good a few times. A few times. So you're familiar with time zones. Yes. You're also familiar with the Sunday obligation. Mm-hmm. So you're also familiar with oh, the, international, like the international date line. Okay. So say you're on one side of the international date line. Mm-hmm. You receive communion. Mm-hmm. But you did not go to mass on Sunday. So you get on a plane and you fly the opposite direction to a former time zone. Go to mass. Valid. So was your original one, which was on Monday, on the other side of the dateline, but then you fulfilled your Sunday obligation on the other side. Were you in sin? Because uh, now you did fulfill your Sunday obligation, but in reverse order, but you did fulfill it. Go ahead. It's it's not a mortal sin because you fulfilled the liturgy, but the Monday liturgy is the liturgy for Monday. But you received on Monday without going to Mass Sunday, but then you went back across the dateline and received. So you did Back in time. Going to go Time. Back in time. So you received unworthily because you did not go fulfill your Sunday obligation, but you went back across the dateline and did. Back, not forward. Hey, bro. I'm all about it, man. That is a valid reception. There's no mortal sin there. But you received unworthily. No, not necessarily. Well, you missed, you didn't go to mass. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You didn't go to mass on Sunday, but your intention... Because you would have had to arrange nah, your man, you schedule. Just, no, you just kind of have a jet dude, in our At question. your disposal. Yeah, you're just jumping on a plane. You're like, oh, I forgot to go to mass yesterday. I received unworthily. So you go back across the dateline, go to mass. Now you fulfilled your Sunday obligation. So it sounds like this guy or gal is a world traveler yeah. and passes through many different time zones and those dates. So I could see how this could be born out of ignorance where it was like, oh my gosh, what there was day no is ignorance it today? here. This was this was a plot. Because <laughs> oh, so this is a conscious deliberative act yeah. of the person. Well, no, it was really about guilt. He received unworthily on Monday and he's like, I feel bad. Wait, I have a jet. Let's go this way across ah. the date line. Go and fulfill my Sunday I would say that that back. is a pure act of reparation. <laughs> and clearly is very, very proactive he about attending the, the liturgy. He did. But he did he jet. receive unworthily because he technically did fulfill his Sunday obligation before going and receiving on a Monday? Hmm. 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 
And he received the Eucharist. He did. Interesting. I would say that he probably did. He probably did receive unworthily. Would I require him to go to confession before attending Eucharist on Sunday? I would probably recommend it for him because it would have been an operation out of negligence and then potentially a willful ignorance and maybe even a testing of the Lord. What do you think? Yeah, like six and a half. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think we got we him. Need, we I need, think we got him. Yeah. I think we got him. Oh, yeah. come on. They got I, like half right, of a. Everyone who's listening, you can, tell, you can ask us if that answer was come sufficient. Come on, guys. Yeah. Give a rating. 10 Please. Out of 10. Let us know how we did. <laughs> Help me out Please. Here. Please don't make me cry. I, th I think you got to it, though. I th I'll give you a second. I mean, it's a, it's a challenging situation. It is. Because it, it is. sounds like there was a lot of forethought in, the, in respect to the subject in question. Right? Yeah, it depends on where your heart's at and all yeah. that. And intention is key. Intention is key. Yeah. I think, yeah. All right. Well, great. So, uh, you yeah. guys want to wrap it up? I do. So now before we go, everyone, please make sure you subscribe. You can go to catholictalkshow.com. You can subscribe to us on any of the platforms you like, like CastBox, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, Spotify, whatever. You could follow us on any of the social media platforms, but make sure that you uh, give us a follow and make sure you leave us a review. Um, it really helps us uh, let other people know about what we're doing here and lets other people know that you're enjoying it so that you can um, help us share what we're doing and we really appreciate it. And I know there's okay. some super smart priests out there, especially some of my brothers that I know. Hey, if I didn't get one of these Inquisition questions right, clarify, help me out here, guys. Come on. Tweet them. Tweet, tweet him. him. Tweet at him. Tweet, tweet. Great. All right. Well, we'll catch you next episode, guys. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Talk Show. God bless you.